What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's a Monday, and uh, I'm happy to be talking to you. Um, this week is going to be a very special first for this podcast. Um, I'm actually going to be talking about a movie that I really didn't enjoy. Uh, usually I talk about stuff that I liked and that I want to share with uh, my limited audience on this podcast, and... This time, I really don't have a lot of positive things to say about this movie, but I'm releasing it because it uh, is culturally relevant to this point in time, because this movie just kind of released, just kind of came out, so uh, if there's a time to talk about it, it's now. So, uh, this week I'm going to be talking about the 2022 Disney Pixar film Turning Red, directed by Domi Shi. It's got an 83 on Metacritic. Its average letterbox rating is 3.8, and, I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of really positive reviews for this film. Um, I mean, it's Pixar, so you don't have to be super into films the way that I am or the way that a lot of people are to know that Pixar just kind of exclusively makes generally really good movies. Like, Disney makes their stuff, and every now and then Disney proper hits, hits a real humdinger. Like, sometimes they get some really good ones, and sometimes it's like, yeah, okay. But Pixar, I mean, year after year makes, like, really good movies, the really good animated films. Um, and I gotta say, this one just really didn't do it for me. Um, I hate to say it, but that's just, that's been my, um, that's been my experience with this film. I just, I didn't care for it. Uh, the synopsis, just to be fair, in case you've not heard of or seen this movie yet, um, a 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. That's that's it. Um, I, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, this is probably just going to be a spoiler episode for the most part because, like I said, it's it's a Pixar movie. It's free to stream on Disney+. Plus. I have a hard time imagining that you probably haven't already seen it. And if you haven't seen it, you probably don't plan to see it, which, of course... I maybe should have done, but whatever. Um, first thing, the, the first thing I've got to say about this, and it's uh, universally just true. I mean, this was my first thought before I'd even seen the movie. Just seeing the trailer for this movie, I thought, oh my goodness, this looks like a Grubhub ad. Like, that animation style. You know those really annoying Grubhub ads where the character designs are really like rounded over and smooth and they, they move kind of like they're made out of jello? That's how these characters look and these characters move. And I'm telling you, it is infuriating to watch. Like, it's it's almost like watching Hotel Transylvania or some, like, Illumination Studio movie. You know, the, the company that makes, like, Secret Life of Pets and all the Despicable Me and Minions movies. And, like, I don't know what it is, but I really, really hate the way this movie looks. Which is a shame because, like, Pixar is known for making really good-looking movies. Um... I don't know, I I really hated the way it looked, and, and that's one thing, and it's it's kind of a hard thing to get past with an animated movie, because everything's animated the same way, like, there's no break from it, really, like, it's, the whole thing looks this way, and if you don't like the way it looks, like, man, you're just in for a really rough go. Um, I didn't care for the way it looked, like I said, to make it worse, uh, all the characters are really annoying, like, of course they're 13-year-old girls, so naturally... Uh, not my preferred demographic of people, but, to be fair, I mean, yeah, 13-year-old girls are not going to be my vibe, but um, 
I really did not care for the characters. I did not connect with any of them. They were annoying and irritating, and they looked like they were out of a Grubhub ad. And, like, just the whole thing was set up for me just to dislike it. I, I was not going to enjoy this movie just based on the way it looked and the way the characters were written. Um, to be fair, there was a good little emotional bit there at the end. I mean, it still proved that this is a Pixar movie, and there is some substance to this. It's some real, like, emotional chutzpah to bring to this thing. But, um... Ultimately, I really didn't care for it, if I'm being really and totally honest. There, There is one thing that I think um, was also really annoying about the story and the way that it was told. Um, red pandas are not that big. I mean, they made the red pandas, you know, when, when Mei Lin turns into this giant red panda, she becomes like 10, 12 feet tall. Um, red pandas aren't that big. Normal pandas aren't that big. And at first I found it like a really annoying part of the story, like, if you're going to make someone turn into an animal, why would you scale it up so big? But then it kind of, uh, they kind of made up for it and kind of like explained it as like, a uh, the size of the red panda has something to do with the, the strength of the, the, the force or whatever that makes you turn to a red panda, like the size of the emotion and like the mom being such like an emotional tumultuous person has a gigantic like Godzilla sized red panda I'm like okay I guess that makes a little bit of sense but it's still kind of annoying that like if you want to turn to a real animal make them the size of the real animal like I don't know that that just was a little annoying it's not a huge deal but it's something that I thought was not great about the way it was written um here's the thing a lot of people I've seen mixed reviews. People my age kind of tend to like it. Parents are really not a huge fan of the movie from a lot of the reviews I've seen. Um, mostly because they're showing this to the little kids and there's like a whole section of period jokes in this movie. And like, I don't care that there's a period joke in the movie, but like, it's not what you expect out of like a PG Pixar kind of thing. Like it, it kind of comes out of left field. You really don't expect it to happen. But, um... I don't really care, but it's it's there. Like, if if you're totally blindsided by it, like, welcome to the club, everyone was. It's kind of, you know, whatever. Um, ultimately, the way I feel about this is that it's just a bad Pixar movie. Uh, I hate to say it, but, like, I didn't connect to the characters. I didn't really get emotional. I didn't think it looked very good. Like, it just, all the things I come to expect out of Pixar, this just doesn't deliver for me. Um... I had a conversation with a great friend of the pod, Jeremy Jones, after watching it. And I was like, dude, don't even spend your time watching this. And and he kind of relayed all the same things that I was saying about it doesn't look very good. Like, I don't like the animation style, all this stuff. And he, he was addressing some concerns that maybe Pixar is kind of falling apart with some of their recent movies. Um Things like Soul and Inside Out are just getting a little too meta and not really relatable and not back to, like, the general roots of Pixar. And I understand that, and I, I kind of agree with that also. Um, I'm not saying that this is the worst Pixar movie. I think generally it's pretty well agreed that Cars 2 is the worst Pixar movie, but I think I'd rather watch Cars 2 than watch Turning Red ever again. Um, on the other hand... We did watch Luca the other night, which came out last year in 2021. 
Uh, it is actually up for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars on Sunday. Um, it is definitely my favorite Pixar movie in recent memory. Like, it's so, so good. It's very, like, classical in its approach to storytelling. Like, it's very, like, classic Pixar. But compared to the other movies that it's up against, I really think it's the best one. I have a really sinking, horrible feeling that Encanto is going to beat it, but Luca is fantastic. Like, that's also on Disney+, and if you've not seen it, you really need to. It is a brilliant movie that, on the other hand, like, I love the character designs and the animation in that one as opposed to Turning Red. I think it's got a really understandable and emotional base that everyone can relate to. And so, like, it's a very accessible story, and it's something that's very, uh, very good. I mean, it's a fantastic, fantastic animated movie. Um, Luca is worth, worth the time. I gave it, like, four stars. Uh, Turning Red, on the other hand, I only gave two. I really, when I say I don't care for this movie, I mean I really don't care for it. It is not worth your time. In my opinion. I mean, see it if you want, but, like, I, I don't recommend it at all. So, Sorry. Um, in other news, going on to the second segment of the podcast, uh, it is March Madness, baby. March Madness is my favorite time of the year. I joke around that, like, this is my Christmas. This three-week period of time is, like, my favorite time of the year. Um, I grew up playing basketball. I, I've, I played basketball from the time I was in, like, third grade onward, and it was the only sport I, I played. I mean, I ran track, but it's not a sport in the same way. That basketball is a sport, but trust me, track is still definitely a sport. But, um, how about this? It's the only game I ever played. Sport that's a game. Um, <laughs> but I, I grew up playing basketball, and I grew up watching a lot of basketball. Uh, I grew up a fan of the Kentucky Wildcats. My mom's from Bowling Green, and she grew up a Kentucky fan, and she raised me a Kentucky fan. Um, and that was really, like, the first and main way I ever, like, connected and bonded with my mom see I had a lot of those opportunities with my dad through things like hunting fishing getting out and doing stuff outside working in the garage like all these like very classical like man-to-man connection things I had with my dad I didn't have any of those things with my mom but she loved Kentucky basketball and she raised me to love Kentucky basketball my dad's not a sports guy and so like I never sat down and watched a ball game with my dad like ever my dad's never like, sat down and put on a ball game. But my mom, on the other hand, we watched a lot of Kentucky basketball together. And so, this March Madness period, for one thing, always involved Kentucky basketball because they are perennially very, very good. And so, there's that. But it's also just my favorite sport to watch, and it always has been, was college basketball. And so, for three weeks, there's practically non-stop college basketball. And so, for me, that is really entertaining for me, it's not necessarily a bad time to be out of work. Like, it, it. trust me, it's not great, and I'm not thrilled about being laid off and unemployed at the moment, but being able to sit down and watch basketball all day, not bad. Like, I can still sit down and, like, you know, apply for jobs and take phone calls and all this other stuff, but I can I can sit and watch as much basketball as I'd like, and that's kind of dope. Um... I gotta say, I'm awfully proud of myself, not trying to toot my own horn here, but um, I did notice some growth in myself this week. Um, In the first round of this tournament, if you're not familiar with the concept, um, there's 64 teams in this giant tournament, like it's a blast every year. 
Uh, Kentucky is one of the best teams in that in that whole bracket. Like they're very very good. Uh, they got upset in the first round by a 15 seed, which is like the second lowest seed in each quadrant of the bracket. Uh, they got upset by St. Peter's in an overtime game, and uh, it was it was a bummer. Like that that kind of stinks. Watch your favorite team get get upset by a team you've never heard of. Um, and it wasn't a big deal. Like I didn't really care, and and that was the the growth that I'm talking about. There there was a time in my life where I would have been very upset about that. I'd have been very frustrated. Um, I remember several years ago, the Missouri Tigers, another team that I, I like, part mostly just because I'm from here. Um, they were a two seed, and they were playing a 15 seed in the first round. And it was one of the first times, and one of the only times I can ever remember, Ken- sorry, not Kentucky, first time I can remember Missouri having actually a really good basketball team. And, and they got upset in the first round. And I actually sat in my basement and cried in front of the TV. Um, it's pretty embarrassing, really, to look back at that. But for me to watch my actual favorite team get, get bopped like that, and I just go, oh, that stinks. Well, whatever. Like, that, that's, that shows some growth. That shows that I have learned that it's just a game and that it doesn't matter. And that, like, you know what? Let's be a good sport about it. For one thing, it's just... It shows kind of a weakness in character, I think, to to sit and cry over something as silly as a ball game. But I think it also just shows how much you can enjoy the gamesmanship of the tournament. Um, I filled out a bracket, and of course, it's like way wicked busted up at this point because of of course, like you can't possibly predict every single game. And like losing Kentucky is a big deal, and I lost another important team. I lost Iowa; they're my elite eight. You know, for what that's worth. But I'm at a point now where, like, I'll fill out a bracket to play with my friends. And, like, it's fun. And I enjoy it. But I I don't even care about rooting for the teams that I picked anymore. Because watching the tournament unfold, there's a lot of beauty to it, really. Like, the teams that have become, like, your Cinderella teams. Things that you don't expect to happen. Like, if I sit here and root against something unexpected and amazing happening just because I didn't pick it, that's that's wasting a really great opportunity, at least the way I think of it. Like, that team that beat Kentucky, St. Peter's, go Peacocks, um, guess what? They turn around and won their next game. A lot of times when a team wins that first one, hits that big upset, they won't win the next one. They're dancing right now. I mean, they are, like, they're playing very well. And, like, if I were to sit here and just, like, be all, you know, pouty and upset... I'd be missing a great opportunity to, to watch this Cinderella team, like, make a magical run. Like, that's incredible. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy it. Like, that's really cool. Um, there won't be any more games until Thursday, so I've got a couple days off to to do various things and, you know, to actually be responsible with my time, I guess. Um, but that's going on, and that's really cool. Something that I've, I did last year and I've done again this year... Um, Going contrary to my last point about not caring about my bracket, I've decided to fill out, like, five different brackets where I picked every single one based off of a coin toss because I thought that that would be a silly thing to do, you know? Um, partially because, like, it's it's a statistical thing that's kind of interesting. Like, if I... I did five brackets where I picked every one based on a coin toss, and two of those five brackets ended up picking the same team to be national champions like that is 
a statistical anomaly almost. Like it's incredible that that happened. But also, it kind of makes you feel pretty good about the way that you pick a bracket because, you know, a 50-50 shot for 63 games is going to lead to absolute chaos. Like things that in all likelihood will never, ever happen happen on this coin toss bracket. It also makes your picks look really, really smart. Like the ESPN bracket, and, and no matter who you fill your bracket out with, it'll have a way of scoring points. You know, like you get 10 points for every pick you get right in the first round and 20 for every pick you get right in the second round. And it'll like double for each round. Um, my bracket right now sits at 390 points. Not fantastic, not super good, but um, it's pretty good, especially compared to the ones that I coin flipped for. Um, they look pretty good, and it makes you, it kind of gives you a little confidence boost. So like, you know what? I know college basketball better than a coin toss does. Whoop de doo. Um, not a big deal, but you know, anything to boost the old ego. Um, oh, let's see some other big news in my life. I I cut my hair. Um, if you've seen a picture of me recently, you'll know that I have very long hair. My hair is longer than my wife's, or at least it was. Um, as I'm sure a lot of you guys know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in January of 2021, so last year. And um, that was that was a pretty big deal in our lives, of course. It was, it was very important and uh, impacted our lives very greatly, but... Uh, she's, of course, like I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned that she's cancer-free, everything's great, but I decided to grow my hair out and donate it, kind of in honor of my mother, and um, my hair was long enough to donate, and I'm unemployed, and I have job interviews, so I guess I need to cut it. So I, I got a haircut for the first time in almost two years. Um, it's kind of funny, like, looking at myself in the mirror, I, I don't really feel like I look like myself, but in a much more true way, I look more like myself than I did. Like, Sarah was like, oh yeah, this is the version of you that I met, that I fell in love with, and a lot of my friends here in St. Louis haven't known me with a haircut that short, like, they've only known me for the past year, and so it was already kind of long to begin with, and now all of a sudden it's shorter than they've ever seen it, and like, that's, it's kind of an interesting dichotomy to to look at, um, so that's new, cut my hair for the first time in forever, there's no Watford news to report, um, they are on like a three-week break due to World Cup qualifiers and the FA Cup. So they're going to be sitting back and trying to prepare for their last nine games of the season. Um, going to be some difficult matches. Going to be some must-wins, like it is do-or-die time for, for Watford. So uh, what can you do? I mean, that's just the way it goes when you choose to root for a team that's not that good. So I don't know. That's That's what's going on. I, I watch Turning Red. Maybe don't watch it, but you know, you're free to do what you want, form your own opinion. I, I'm always a big fan of forming your own opinion. So watch that. Maybe don't. I don't really care. Um watch some college basketball. Like now's the time to get on it. Like it's a good time. Uh I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that things are good in your life and that you are nice to other people and that other people are nice to you. So Sit back, relax, have a good week, and until next time.